Hey everybody, Daniel Ramsey here with My Outdesk. I'm really excited because today we get to interview Mandy Cohen. She's the Director of Operations for a commercial investment company. Now, that's a different thing and it's cool to have her here. So I'm really excited to interview her and pick her brain about how she uses a virtual assistant and learn a lot from her and what she does for the company and just like what this whole game is. So Mandy, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Okay, so let's start off. Like, who's Mandy and how did you get into this crazy real estate investment company? And, uh, and like, let's just hear your story real quick. Oh, okay, uh, the real quick version, right? Yeah. Um, real quick, um, I started actually as a part-time teller, yeah. uh, working at a local bank in Southeast Missouri. Um, I, my, my story moves really slow because I worked in the bank for eight years. Um, okay. I worked my way through the bank uh, into operations and into the lending side. And I got up to being a, a lending assistant with aspirations. My life goal at the time was to be a loan officer. Yep. And that's what I thought I wanted to do. Um, then at that point, we decided to move to Austin, Texas. Okay. And take a big leap for my husband's career in technology. We thought it's cheaper than Silicon Valley. We'll go to Austin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, at that point in time, um, I got hired on the spot as soon as we got down there for America Bank of Commerce. I was a business banking assistant. I was uh, the lending assistant for three loan officers. So mm -hmm. it was very high volume. It was downtown giant sky rises versus tractors and trailers from Missouri. So it was a little bit different as a learning yeah. curve. Yeah, I bet. That might be the name of this one, from tractors and trailers to high-powered skyscrapers or something. I don't know. Right, right. We could, we could make a documentary about this. It was, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Okay, so how'd you get into the real estate world? Well, that's kind of where everything took a turn. As soon as we got to Austin, Texas, um, about nine, ten months after I worked at American Bank of Commerce, I was headhunted. I was recruited. Nice. Um, my company it was a small boutique asset management and hard money lending company in South Texas. That was a lot of words, uh, but it's called Thrive. Thrive. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, they were great. And after about four interviews, they hired me as a lending assistant. But about a month after getting acclimated to Thrive, I became their servicing manager. And I got to buy the software and bring all their loan servicing in-house and Nice. I took it over and, and started running a $72 million portfolio. <laughs> so at that time, you really became an operational leader because that you kind of stepped into that role. How did you know that you were going to do well as an operations person in that space? Oh, I didn't. I had no idea. <laughs> I had always been very like, you know, step one, step two, buy the book, do the bank rules. And here I was thrown into a situation where... I got to create the rules and that was kind of a light switch moment for yep. me because now I'm like, wait a minute, I can create this. Like this is my systems now. Let me grow it. So right. I just embraced it and loved it. And that was at the time, that was the best job I had ever had. And little did I know, uh, I would end up having to take a change and move back to Missouri. And I was devastated. I had to quit my job about a year later. And, uh, I was again, approached by an investor yeah. who worked with Thrive on occasion and he asked me to work for him remotely. He was like, I like what you do. I'm sorry you're in Missouri, but you can still do it. Right. So I, I took that on and we built up, he was a single uh, broker, no company, always just been operating as a lone wolf kind of a situation. Right. And my onboarding was a Dropbox password and his email. 
<laughs> he's, he's like, here you go. Now help me grow this thing. Exactly. And it worked out perfectly because uh, within three months, I had everything filed. I had an organized system for his emails, cleaned up his Dropbox. Uh, that's when we got our virtual assistant, Kim. Okay, then- cool. <laughs> All right. So you, once you figured it out, and started making some systems and process. You're like, okay, I need leverage now. It's time to get this off my plate so I can do more. Is that kind of what your mindset was? That's exactly what the mindset was. There was too much for one person. And I don't know how he was floating by all these years by himself. It didn't make sense to me. (laughs) Right. You know, but we got Kim on board and now I was promoted to project manager and I was able to sort of take away almost everything that Jason had on his plate and let him breathe for a minute. Yeah. Um, I started forwarding all these emails to myself and took over transaction management for all the acquisitions that we were working on and properties we were selling. And as those things were really ramping up, I was able to push some things onto our new assistant and let Kim kind of take over, you know, the, the filing and the copying and the scanning and the correspondence and stuff like that. Just take it off the plate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, Mandy, I've got a quick question because you, you, you sound like a very organized person. Have you always been like that? Do you run your household? Are you the person that everybody turns to when they need somebody who's dependable or like just what's, what's in your personality that this is a, the right role for you, like a director of operations and leading people and growing things like there, it's an unusual skill set. That's, that's fair. And I would have never considered or stepped back and really thought about that. Um, yeah. But really, if I have to think about it, yeah, I, I am kind of the person that holds it all together and people go to for literally everything. Um, right. But I embrace it and I like it. And I think the, the only reason I'm able to do that, I was, I was raised in a military family and okay. we were very strict by the book, had a lot of systems, nothing was out of line, you know, it, it worked out really well. This will be my 20, 22nd move now that I'm in Arkansas and we'll probably keep going. I'll have a lot more moves. You just keep moving. Yes, always moving. I love it. Okay, well, you know what's interesting too is I kind of curious about the full remote because Jason is in, in Texas, you're in Missouri, you have a bunch of other team members. Kim obviously is in the Philippines that works for my outdesk. And, and you consider not a virtual assistant. You said something earlier, like, w- w- like talk, what is her role in your company? Let's, let's start there. Okay, sure. Kim is a, we refer to her as a, just a team member. Um, we don't really refer to her as a virtual assistant or really an assistant in any capacity. I mean, her skill set's so wide, it was more of a, an office manager position <laughs> than anything yeah. else. And uh, working remotely was a challenge at first, but we've embraced it fully. Um, I'm now in Northwest Arkansas. Jason yeah. is now in Denver, Colorado. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have a new partner and a new in-house bookkeeper that are both in Louisville, Kentucky. And okay. that more or less rounds out the internal team. <laughs> <laughs> right. And where are all the assets? Because you guys have a portfolio of assets in, right. in only Epic Holdings, the company. So where are those assets at? Uh, well, they were primarily in Texas. Um, and now we, now that we're all over the place, we're buying nationwide. Um, anywhere from the Smokies to the Rockies, essentially. <laughs> the Smokies to the Rockies. There you go. That's good advertising right there. We'll buy anywhere in the country. <laughs> <You're> here. <laughs> right, right. I love it. I love it. Okay. What systems have you found to be very helpful in working with all of this, these remote people? Because that's a big deal. Like, how do you keep track of tasks? How do you keep in the communication world? 
how do you meet with people and do like we're doing a face to face? Like what, what are the, what's made all that possible for you guys? Yeah, sure. So uh, it's a little bit of a loaded question because there's a lot that goes into it and we're always changing. So it's always moving. Um, For me, my favorite uh, system that I have in place, I use OneNote. Um, Mm -hmm. I keep essentially just a straight list of everything that I'm working on top to bottom in like a header format with a task. And as I'm doing it, if it's something I've delegated to Kim or somebody else, I'll change it to purple. And if it's something that I'm still working on, I change it to red. And if it's done, I just mark it black. (laughs) Nice. Okay. So you have a system for, you know, staying organized. How do you task it out to them? And how do they, do they also, are they also embracing OneNote or is there something else that you guys work on as a team? Well, we're currently under the, uh, we're currently looking for a property management or a project management software. We're, we're bidding three companies right now to find something a little more fluid. Um, in the meantime, they all have their own note system that they use more or less. We're just keeping it very simple right now. Um, mm-hmm. And as far as how we're delegating tasks, I just, I use Microsoft Teams a lot. We just do the chatting through there. And if it's something that's going to take more than a, hey, please handle this and it needs more detail, then I'll send it in an email and make sure that she has a record and she can refer back to that. And then it's searchable as well. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so Microsoft Teams, you, you guys chat in there, you share documents, you, you assign tasks. Is that kind of your main point of truth for like running everything? Yeah, more or less. Uh, we were using Skype and we would have face-to-face calls a lot. And I like being able to do that because you can really get a lot more. You know, you can see if something's not quite clicking or if you have more questions. Um, yeah, I agreed. transparent yeah agreed so you guys don't currently have any kind of video face-to-face not no no we don't typically if we have team calls we do them twice a week and it's a conference call usually the the owners can't get on a face-to-face with a laptop in one space we're always moving so it's you know while we're in the car in the airport it's a conference call (laughs) and everybody's just on it and you guys are doing round robin and talking through challenges or tasks or things going on or purchases Right, exactly. And especially purchases, because those are the ones that have a fuse. So anything that is a in-progress acquisition um, that has a timeline, we always touch base with that first. But we have a very strict agenda that we stick to, and we try to keep these calls under 30 minutes. And we're just like, all right, you go, you go, you go. What are you working on? What do you need help on? Right. <laughs> yeah. What One of the cool things, I mean, you guys being investors and kind of like um, – you know, folks in the property world, um, what are the tasks that you believe should be given to a virtual assistant? Like, what are the things that, like, you didn't know that you could do, but now that you've had one and you pass these tasks off, it's like works so well. Like, what are those things? Um, creating investor packets like OMs, offering memorandums. Yep. Um, those are absolutely something that virtual assistants can take over and handle. And especially if you create, we have a checklist essentially of everything that we want in that package. So I'm like, okay, here you go. Here's your checklist. Pull all these reports, save them in this file, put them in the OM. Here's the template. And then we're ready to rock. And that would take, you know, if we didn't have that, if we didn't have a virtual assistant, it would take hours, but you know, having those systems in place and having her there, she can do it in about an hour. <laughs> That's awesome. What yeah. else, what else is she um, helping you guys with? Calendaring was it. That's a big one. Um, being able to just, there's a lot of emails that go back and forth when you need conference calls and meetings. So being able to just take care of that correspondence, you know, when the availabilities are within our team and just handle it, schedule it, and then just let us know when it is. Um, that's a big one. And then yeah. 
sending cards, sending gifts. Um, a lot of our customer contact that, you know, just needs to happen on a very large scale. That's perfect. What, um, how does a virtual assistant send a card or a gift? What system are you guys using that enables them to kind of act as, as if you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. There's a really great website, not to plug other things, but uh, there's a website called Postable. Uh -huh. Postable.com. It's free. You can go on there and it, you can essentially pick the handwriting style of a handwritten card that you like. You could type in the message. We'll tell her exactly what we want to say to those people. And you can even upload a picture. Uh, something that Jason likes to do is he'll take selfies at conferences. Mm -hmm. and he will upload those pictures and Kim can just put it in the card and then personalize it and send it directly postage paid and everything straight through that website. I think it's like $4 a card. That goes Which out. is great. And, and, and you guys aren't messing with it. What about gifts? Gifts are a big deal, especially in our world. Yeah. Those are a little care. You have to be careful with those because that that's pricey and you, we really have to make sure we're being personal with those too. So a lot of times what Jason will do um, when we're sending out gifts to investors that completed a deal with us, and we were very grateful for that, we'll go ahead and he'll very specifically detail out exactly what he wants and send her on a task to go find it. So we'll see right. or something like that where it can be very personalized and, and she nails it. Okay. I love it. I love it. Okay. So What's it been like working with MyOutDesk? This is the shameless plug where you tell us how awesome we are. No, no, but really for those of those in the audience, the people in the audience, what's it been like working with us? I love working with MyOutDesk. I mean, it's all the benefits of having an employee, but none of the, the hard part. I mean, we don't have to worry about any of the, the taxes and the payroll part of it. It's essentially a membership. That setup is very seamless. I love right. it. Right. It's very easy. It's very easy. It's too easy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. And uh, outside of that, it was, it was great having a chance to really talk with the sales reps when we were at the beginning of this relationship is what it is. It's a relationship. But uh, we got to speak with the representatives over at my out desk and tell them exactly who we were looking for and the skill sets that we wanted. Right. And essentially, I guess they filtered it would be a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> who would likely fit within our uh, scope of things we look for. And then we got to interview four people. And I was telling you earlier, I love them all. That was my biggest problem. And I, <laughs> I time. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I want, I want four really good ones. And then you can't choose, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. One deal, that'd be great. <laughs> what was it like training Kim? Because I know she's fully integrated in your team. What is the expectation for training? And your, your business isn't like, there's no model to follow out there. Like you guys are building it as you go. So it's not like there's a book that she can buy or like, or a training course that she can like subscribe to. So how did you get what you and Jason do and get it into Kim's brain? Like that's a big deal. It, it was a big deal. And that's a great question because it was not as simple as I would hope it would be, essentially. Um, it was hard. Um, but what, we, what I started doing was copying her on every email that I sent out. Uh -huh. And that was kind of a way for her to virtually shadow me, I guess, yeah. if putting that. Sure. Uh, she could kind of see the way I talk to people, the things that I'm asking for, how I want my emails to look. Yep. Um, and then after I would send those emails, oftentimes we would chat on Microsoft Teams and 
we would go through them like, here's what I said, here's why I said it. And at the very beginning, um, I would even have her send emails to me first before sending them out to like, we, we email a lot of attorneys and investors and very high level individuals. And we don't, we don't right. want that for training essentially, you know? Right. So I would tell her to draft an email, send it to me. I'll review it with her over Skype or teams. We will talk about it. And I would even go through and highlight the things that I didn't want her to say or things that I wanted to change. Yep. And I'm not trying to, to nitpick. I want you to be perfect. And here's how we're going to do that. And, um, and she picked it up instantly. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, the time frame to get trained, was it 60 days, 90 days, 180 days? What, what do you think from zero to where she was really freeing your days and you felt comfortable leveraging her to do a lot of things for the, for the company? I would say it'd probably be between 60 and 90 days. Um, but as we go through it, I mean, that was always changing too, because as we're, as we're constantly evolving, the things that I wanted her to do would change too. So there was never, she's still training. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause at, you're growing a company and when you're growing a company, there's always new things coming up. So yeah, it's just exactly. it's an ongoing process. Okay. Well, Mandy, you've been amazing today. Um, what advice would you give somebody who is a director of operations like you considering hiring a virtual assistant? What, what would you tell them? Uh, make sure that you have a list of, I would say more or less the qualifications of what success will look like in this role. Yes. So perfectly identify exactly what you're looking for. Give it a timeline and say in, in 60 days, I want this to be where we're at. And right. in after 30 days, see where you're at, where are we missing? And then set them up for success. I, I love it. So just do your homework before you ask the VA to come in and leverage. You got to get, a little prepared. Right. Know what you're going to be asking them to do. That mm -hmm. would be helpful. Yeah. Cause sometimes you're just like, I need help. Come in and help me. But you have zero identification of what that's going to look like. Well, so, there you go. Mandy, <laughs> you're amazing. Thank you so much for sharing uh, today. I really appreciate you. If you're listening right now in the notes below, we're going to give away the virtual playbook. So it's like a guide to to take everything that Mandy said and actually do the virtual assistant thing right. So that's our free gift to everybody who's listening to this video. And Mandy, I want to just thank you again for showing up today and being awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it.